2: welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday. It's July 2nd in 2021. We have 14 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. And I am joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, what's happening, my friend? You know, I just got done
1: with a three-hour live betting show. Um, I've been working since like 8 a.m. I'm exhausted, but I'm fully prepared for this.
2: Sleep is for the week. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed the live betting show. Are you guys doing that every Thursday or was that just for?
1: That was that. I'm going to try and, like, I'm on vacation, kind of, mostly vacation for the next two weeks. So uh, basketball is almost over. Baseball doesn't work as well with. But I'm, we're going to try and get it going uh, during football season. I think that'll be fun. Just. I'm always looking for something to do during Thursday night football. To aren't we all? Because usually the, the games most... are so boring. Yeah, Thursday or Monday. We'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. But eh, I think it went well.
2: Awesome. Let's get into this slate. 14 games. I uh, got crushed on Thursday night, so ready to be back at it on this slate. We get started with Milwaukee at Pittsburgh. This game has an eight total. Milwaukee's a 137 favorite. Hauser against Brubaker. Um, any interest here in Hauser?
1: I mean, not really. Low average pitcher, priced at 8.3K. Low average strikeout pitcher, just not really worth it to me. Um, I have no interest in him.
2: Yeah, strikes out righties, much higher than lefties, gives up more hard contact to lefties. They're going to throw a lot of lefties at him in this lineup. So I think he can have a, a solid outing, but I don't know if he has like as much upside as like brubaker on the other side of this entire game so um i like jt brubaker more so let's get into him he has a 22 percent k rate on the season he's only walking about five percent of guys xfip around four good swinging strike rate at 12 percent and this lineup stinks and i keep saying it because it's true this lineup is bad and he's 7k i love this price tag on him
1: yeah it's a super solid price tag strangely enough the pirates are a dog in this one which i guess Makes sense. Houser's not the worst pitcher in the world. He just doesn't have a ton of fancy upside, but Brubaker, like solid overall xFIP, solid K-rate. He's a lot better versus lefties than he is versus righties. That may regress a little bit. He may be a neutral pitcher, but in any case, this lineup's not great. It has a 26% projected K-rate versus right-handed pitching, so it's just a solid overall spot, and the one thing you have to worry about is the guys working the count in the Milwaukee lineup, and Baker does not walk a ton of guys, so Good enough control. He definitely has some upside here. I really like him in this spot, and I'm rather right with you.
2: Uh, any M- Milwaukee bats that you like here? I mean, not really. Just It's not a good ballpark.
1: It's going to be 67 degrees in Pittsburgh, but it's already a solid overall pitching ballpark. Looking at the price tags, like Yelch is the one guy that you always kind of want to play, but he's 5.3K in a bad ballpark versus a decent overall pitcher. Him and Urias would be the only two ones, but their price tags are just far too high, so I'm just kind of out on everyone. I'm in Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, I don't. I mean, Yellow should be the one guy. He's fifty three hundred. Um, you know, Wong is probably not going to be in the lineup here. Garcia might not be in the lineup either. So, um, as far as like Pittsburgh goes, I mean, if you if you want to target Hauser, you got to target him with lefties. Um, the problem is like they have a lot of lefties, but I mean, I think Reynolds is the play. If you are going to play anybody here, it's Reynolds. He's forty seven hundred though. He's so expensive. It's a fourteen game slate. I don't think he's in a bad spot. I just, I mean, I don't get there.
1: Yeah, no, like, again, if this were a different ballpark, Reynolds might be in play, Hayes might be in play, Polanco might be in play, Stallings might be in play, but the fact that it's in Pittsburgh in 67-degree weather, like, this is not a good spot, and the price tags aren't reflective of them playing in their own ballpark, so no interest in any Pittsburgh bats.
2: Moving on, we got... The Dodgers and the Nationals facing off in this one. Julio Urias against Max Scherzer. Seven and a half total. him game. Um, any interest here in Julio Urias? I mean, he's not the worst player in
1: the world. He's not terrible either. Like the price tag at 9.2K is probably about where it should be. Nationals have been hitting pretty decent recently. I, I I don't have any problem with it. Just I There's guys in the 7 to 8K range I'd rather end up going with, so... He's fine. He's just an all right play on the slate. He's not good. He's not terrible. He's priced exactly where he should be considering this matchup. There's a four and five total going up against him. He has had pretty decent outings over the last month and a half and has 30 point upside. But realistically, he's not going to get up over 100 pitches, even though he can be very, very. uh, What's where I'm looking for? Very consistent. No, no. He can get through this lineup in a very small amount of pitches. Why can't I think of the word? whatever. Um, but yeah, not, not a ton of interest in him.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't think the price tag's too bad. I worry about the pitch count, but he's his strikeout stuff's been fantastic. This season there's strikeouts in this lineup. I think it all comes down to the lineup. Um, in this one is Turner out. If he's out, I think that's a, it's a nice bump to your eyes. Um, so I think that's something that we're going to be paying attention here. Um, I mean, I don't think Turner plays, which adds another, like starting Castro to the lineup, uh, so I mean, like, there's a lot of potential for strikeouts here. I don't hate it. Um, on the other side, you got Max Scherzer, one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball for years now, facing a team that walks a lot that doesn't strike out a ton. I mean, I don't think Scherzer is going to be popular here going up against the Dodgers at 10 5. What's your thoughts on Scherzer?
1: Oh, I'll still play him. And efficient was the word I was looking for. Don't know why I came over that. Um, Like, even in a tough matchup going up against the Dodgers, who are fairly healthy right now, the one through five, one through six in that lineup is very, very good. Um, But it doesn't really matter to me. Like, Scherzer is still one of the top pitchers in the league. I'll wait and see where ownership's at. We a lot of times see if there is only like one true ace on the slate, which kind of looking like it's going to be like that, but there's not really a ton of guys to pay down for. Scherzer could end up with a lot of ownership. But if he's going to come in at low ownership, we have an objective for low ownership, then I'll definitely use a decent amount of he's a guy with 35 percent k rate even going up against the dodgers one of the big things with them is they may not strike out a ton but they're kind of just slightly below league average they do work the count and they do have a lot of power bats so scherzer has enough upside where if he's going to come in at low ownership i will
2: absolutely be well over the field on um bats in this game anything standing out to you for the dodgers not really standing out on either
1: side like Sure. These are two very good pitchers. Like it's just decent hitters ballpark, just decent hitting weather. So I'm, I'm just kind of out on bats on this game.
2: Yeah. And then on the Washington side of things, it's kind of the same thing. I just don't, I don't like bats in this game. I mean, if you want to take a shot on, you know, Schwarber in the lefty lefty, I guess I, I just, I'm not paying. Yeah, it still price. doesn't even bad. matter. He's just
1: crushing. I have no problem with Schwarber as a one-off, but. He doesn't grade out as
2: a great play. That's he doesn't. Um, all right. Battle New York. We got the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, nine total in this game. Yankees a 144 favorite. Tajon Walker, Jordan Montgomery. Um, any interest here in Walker going up against the Yankees?
1: I don't want to. But he's been pretty solid versus righties. <laughs> he's been a little bit below average versus lefties. It, it's, it's just a spot where. Like, at 8K, yes, he's in play if he's going to be – if we have him projected for low ownership. Like, I don't know what's going on. He, the guy is due for a ton of negative regression. He just grades out as an average overall pitcher. But he has been pretty solid going up against the 22% K rate, 47% ground ball rate. This is a decent strikeout lineup that's been underperforming so far this season. Like, I don't like playing Walker, and I don't think he's nearly as good as he's been this season – but it just doesn't seem to matter. He keeps somehow putting things together. And at 8K, the price tag is not terrible when you consider that he's going to be facing mostly righties here.
2: My biggest concern with him is he has, like, massive home road splits. Um, And I don't want to look into that too much, but, man, this is a big-time ballpark downgrade for him. Walker going from City to Yankee Stadium. So, I mean, the strikeout upside's there. Like you said, the Yankees um are underperforming this season it makes me so happy um let's talk about Montgomery on the other side of this game I mean this Mets lineup is nothing to write home about I I think the biggest question here is do we think Montgomery gets six innings if he's pitching well um and do you think he can score enough to pay off his price tag I mean
1: I think it can 7.3k is not that high of a price tag I think there's other guys I'd rather go with it slightly more he's just kind of in that price range with a lot of interesting pitchers on this slate. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Like you said, this lineup isn't great, but they are getting healthier. They are a little bit better than they have been, and they're just grading out as an average overall lineup and an average strikeout rate. So going up against Montgomery, he has a decent chance of the win. The weather is going to be 69 degrees. You mentioned Walker having huge home run splits. That's because City Field's a very good park to hit or a very good pitchers' ballpark, but. Yankees Stadium is a solid overall hitting ballpark, but the weather just looks like it's gonna be more pitcher friendly than anything. So I'm uh, Montgomery's probably fifth on my list in terms of pitchers from seven to eight and a half K. It it that's that's just where it is. Like I'm you don't get a ton of upside, fairly safe, can do some damage versus this lineup, but he doesn't rate out as one of the better point of plays on the slate.
2: I mean, I, I really don't mind him here. Like, I could see myself going Montgomery, Brubaker on a couple teams and just taking like upside bats in spots um, that I really like. So, I mean, there's some plays in this range. They're not the only two guys, but I do think both of these guys are strong. I think Montgomery's in a strong spot. You look at this lineup and I mean, Alonzo and McCann, the two guys you're worried about. They're going to throw a couple lefties at him, and he has been a lead against left-handed hitters this season. So I I think Montgomery can have a really strong game here. As far as the Mets' bats go, I mean, it's Pete Alonzo against a lefty, and he's under 5K in in Yankee Stadium. So it's hard not to like Pete Alonzo here.
1: Yeah, no problem at all with Alonzo. He's the main guy that grades out well. I'm fine with McCann at 3.8K, not the worst play in the world, but Alonzo's the only bat that really grades out that well. I mean, Lindor has not been great this season. I don't want to take Inferto, Smith, anyone McNeil, anyone who's a lefty, even though McNeil is kind of cheap and Inforto's kind of cheap. Montgomery's just been so good, and that Yankees' bullpen behind him is very solid. So it's Alonso or no one. I don't really feel like stacking this game either, or this side of the game either.
2: Um... Yeah, on the Yankee side, I mean, they're so expensive. They're so expensive. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Yankees?
1: Uh, the price tag just keeps me off all of them. I mean, Torres, Annie Ursula are all fine. Like, if you want to go with some of the bottom of the order bats, they're all under 4.3K. Then it's not the worst idea in the world. But hey, going up against Walker, Walker is very good versus righties, as I already stated. It's not great hitting weather, so I'm not paying 5-6 for Lemayhu, 5-8 for Judge, 5K for Sanchez, 6K for Stanton. It's just not worth it. And trying to get a stack together with them, you have multiple other good hitting spots on the slate that I'd rather go with.
2: All right, moving on. We got Tampa Bay at Toronto, a game that we're going to be paying attention to the weather. Um, this game has a 9.5 total. It's a pick'em game. We know McCallahan's pitching. Um well, I guess it's like an opener situation. Um, oh no, they said they're calling up Patino. Um, so we'll see how long he pitches. Um and then Alex Manoa. Alec Manoa is supposed to pitch. Um, what are your I mean, I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts here on Patino? I guess I don't expect him to pitch too deep to you. Yeah, and I mean even if he did.
1: Like the price tag's fine, the K rate's fine, but he's going up against Toronto. I'm not, I'm not, I don't really want to play any pitcher versus Toronto right now. They're just too good. The weather is likely going to affect it. So I, I have no interest in Patino.
2: Yeah. And then Alec Mano on the other side, I mean, I think he's in play, assuming that like he plays and like he served his suspension and everything like that. There's a lot of strikeouts in this Tampa lineup. So, I mean if you're looking and you're chasing some upside, I think this is a guy you could chase some upside with here. I mean it's not
1: the worst idea in the world with a price tag. Like I said this is just a stacked range. We'll get to one game in particular where those are the main two guys that I'm going with. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's just like he's fine. I don't I don't know if he's a great play but he's just he's a solid overall prospect. It's going up against a high K lineup that will likely platoon guys out. He's been much worse versus lefties than righties. He's still a little bit raw. I don't have any problem with him at 7.9K, but like I said this is a stacked range where I would rather go with multiple other pitchers.
2: Yeah, I mean Let's talk bats. I feel like the bats are super interesting here. Um, Manoa, when you want to target him, you usually want to target lefties, and you got Lau, Meadows, Franco, Choi, Wendell, uh, plenty of bats to target Manoa here with.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's basically price tag at Lau's 4.7K. Franco's 4.6K. Meadows is 4.9. They're all under 5K, which a lot of times earlier on in the season, they were just priced up. Terribly. It's not the best hitting ballpark over in Buffalo. It's 61 degrees, but still, these guys grayed out as pretty decent plays. You have to worry about Wendell, Choi, Phillips if he's in there, all getting platooned out, but Lau, Franco, and Meadows all make super solid parts of your stack, all grayed out as guys that can easily hit a ball at the ballpark. Manoa is giving up a 46% fly ball rate to lefties and giving up above average hard contact, so those would be the guys that I would target if you want to Throwing Choi, throwing Wendell, throwing any of these guys into your stack—it's not the worst idea in the world. Just know that there's a decent chance that they could end up getting pulled if a lefty
2: gets in the game. Um, Toronto man, this is a great stack, right? Like, it's hard not to like the Blue Jays. I, I, it's every single
1: day, every single day. <laughs> I mean, it,
2: it seems that way, right? I mean, Vlad
1: is literally one of the best hitters in the league. Simeon, Bichette are fantastic. Springer, Biggio, Grichick, Giriel are all perpetually underpriced for some reason. So, yeah, this is a great stack, even though the Rays have a good bullpen behind Patino, And Patino (laughs) has been pretty solid so far this season. I don't know if they're the best stack on the slate, but it's pretty much the same thing every single day. Um, They're a very, very good stack. And there's not a single hitter in the lineup that is a bad play.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, moving on. we got the Cubs and the Reds. Nine and a half total, Cincinnati 151 favorite, Alec Mills, Sonny Gray. Um, Any interest here in Alec Mills?
1: No, low strikeout pitcher going up against a very, very good Reds team. 5.4 implied run total against him, even though it was 6.2K. Does not matter. Doesn't really give you any upside, and the downside is pretty drastic, especially considering he may not go over 80 pitches.
2: Zero interest for me. Um, Sonny Gray, 7,500. We're really unclear about like pitch count. But, I mean, Rizzo and Bryant and Wisdom might be out of this lineup today. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to Sonny Gray?
1: Yeah, this could be a very bad lineup. I am worried about the pitch count. We've got to be looking into it tomorrow. But this is a guy that even if he only gets to 80, 85 pitches, he's done that pretty often so far this season. He's been right around – 85 to 95 pitches in almost every single game. He has multiple 25-point outings. He's 7.5K. That's too cheap of a price tag. This guy was 9K, 10K not too long ago. He's a very good overall pitcher with an above-average K rate going up against a lineup that could be decimated by injuries and already is a high-K lineup before that. So wait and see where the lineup ends up going. Wait and see if we get any news on his pitch count. But if Rizzo and Brian are both out of the lineup, even with a lower pitch count, I'm still fine just rolling with him. If they say he's going to get up to ninety pitches, then I'm—he's the best play on the slate, probably.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, if we don't get any kind of like pitch count like mentioned or anything, I think he's a great Boomer Bust play. I mean, he could easily go out and throw fifty pitches, or he can go out and throw eighty. But if if this lineup's going to be as weak as we're kind of thinking it's going to be, he could really have a big game. So, I think it's interesting. Um, bats in this game, anything stand out to you for the Cubs? Uh, not
1: really. I mean, if Brian, if Brian and Rizzo are both out of the lineup, then it'll be a cheap stack. But unless we get news that Gray's only going to be limited to 50 pitches, in which case, like the bullpen coming in after it, then it could be worth it doing a cheap stack. But more than likely, anyone but I don't know, maybe maybe Jock Jams or maybe Baez are both decently priced where you can use them. Um, but outside of that, like just no real interest in anyone else.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, this lineup could be really weak and it could be really cheap. So we'll see anything standing out to you for the Reds. I mean,
1: yeah, like Reds are a pretty solid stack. They're playing over in Cincinnati. Not great hitting weather, but great hitting ballpark. Um, Castellanos, Winker, India, Aquino, if he's in the lineup, I still think he's 3K. Suarez, all very solid plays. Mills is not a great pitcher. He does not strike out a lot of guys. Still a pretty decent ground ball pitcher. And this isn't a lineup full of fly ball hitters outside of Suarez, at least versus right-handed pitching. But, like, Castellanos is a fantastic play, and so are Winker. And you can pretty much roll with any of the other guys in the lineup that
2: have some pop. Um, Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati is always interesting, especially when they're playing at home. Houston at Cleveland in this one. Um, McCullers against Henches. Nine total. Houston a 198 favorites. Um, what are your thoughts here on Lance McCullers? Always in play for tournaments.
1: His thoughts no different. The guy that's pretty much the same to both sides of the plate. Throws that curveball so often versus lefties that he's kind of closer to a reverse splits guy and is going to face quite a few lefties in this lineup above average strikeout lineup, big ground ball pitcher, just occasionally the curveball's not going or he gets a little bit wild and he can struggle. Luckily this lineup versus right-handed pitching, not a huge sample size on a lot of these guys, but they don't really walk at a huge clip. So probably look out a little bit for what type of umpire he has. If we have that date, we should have that date in the morning or no, this is the first round of the rotation. So we might not have it to, before lock, um but if he has a pitcher's umpire, it's all systems go on him. If he has a hitter's umpire, then it's mostly just for GPPs. But solid overall play. If he has his control, then he can he can do some work.
2: Yeah, I mean, he just hasn't been pitching great. Cleveland's not a team that strikes out a ton, so I like a lot of pitchers on this slate. I don't know if I end up on McCullers. I completely understand why you would, uh, but I mean, I'm probably. Not going to play him in the spots um, on the other side. Hensch's—I he, mean, he's facing a, a lineup that's just really, really good. Uh, he's a lefty. This lineup is just full of good hitters. Um, and he just—he's not a really big strikeout guy, high walk rate guy. I'm out on henches.
1: Yeah, sitting at over a six x fifth on the season, going up against the lowest strikeout rate team in the league. I've, I have zero interest in him and. As far as the Houston Bats go, I mean, same thing as it is every day. Stack them up. Like, the lefties in the lineup, the outfield guys in Alvarez and Tucker. Is Brantley injured right now? Get injured. Could be remembered. Something wrong. But in any case, uh, Alvarez, Tucker, probably not great plays. But McCormick will probably be in the lineup. Torrell will be in the lineup. Straw will be in the lineup. They're all pretty decent plays at very cheap price tag. And then Correa, Altuve. Very very strong plays, hedge um, is just not a great pitcher, and this is a pretty decent spot for them. So, I've been stacking up Houston for the last month. I'm not going to stop now, and this is a pretty solid overall spot for them.
2: Um, yeah, I'm with you. I like the Houston stack. Do we? I don't know if we have to go into it too much here, but I, I think they're in a great spot. You have any interest in the Cleveland bets?
1: Stack or fade, um, and I don't really want to stack. Uh, For Rosario's in there, it's definitely a bump up and you can make it a pretty cheap stack because outside of Ramirez, no one's over 4k. Uh, so McCullers, it's just, if he's wild, if he's having a rough time, the bad bullpen arms come out, it can do some damage, but like it anytime with McCullers, it's always stack or fate. And this spot's no different, especially considering you can get Ramirez and then a whole bunch of cheap bats.
2: All right. Cruising along here. We got the White Sox and the Tigers. Um, Lynn against Mize. This game has an eight and a half total. White Sox and 162 favorites. Um, What are your thoughts here on Lance Lynn?
1: I mean, this Tigers lineup is better than it was earlier on in the season where it was the best matchup you could possibly get on the board. Um, Lynn is a guy that's generally going to go over 100 pitches, although he hasn't recently. Uh prefer him against righties than versus lefties, so kind of want to wait and see on the lineup. I'm guessing they're going to roll out four lefties, in which case I'd rather pay up a little bit for Scherzer or pay down a little bit for Urias or go to the 8K, 9K, or a 70K, 8K range. Um, so Lynn just grades out as an all right overall play. I think he's going to draw some ownership because people still keep streaming pitchers against the Tigers, and he is known as a guy that will go later on to the game. But he, he's just like – He's an all right play. I'd rather play Scherzer. I'd rather play Urias. So I'd rather play McCullers. He's just up there at the top in a decent overall matchup.
2: Yeah, I'm I don't I don't love this spot. But I mean it's not a bad spot. There's still plenty of strikeouts in this lineup. Even if you look at like the last month numbers, um I just like you said, if they roll out six lefties it's a 13% decrease in strikeout rate from righties to lefties for Lance Lynn. So, you know, more righties, the better for Lance Lynn, especially at this price. Um, my is on the other side, nine K. I mean, I I know like we've been playing this guy here a little bit recently because he's been in good matchups and he still hasn't performed in those matchups. So, I mean, I like the pitch count, but I don't like the price.
1: Yeah, and also, like, he just gives up a whole lot more hard contact to lefties than righties. Going to be facing, my guess, is four lefties, maybe five lefties. So because of that, like, I like to target him against righty-dominant lineups. This is not the one. Um, And the price tag is just absolutely horrible. So no real interest in him.
2: Um, Bats in this game, White Sox – I mean, Goodwin's been hitting the ball really well. And, I mean, he's still so cheap.
1: Yeah, Goodwin, very solid play at 3.3K. Gavin Sheets, too cheap at 2.5K. It's a solid overall prospect. He's been hitting well since he came up to the majors. I like to target lefties, so you can throw in Grandal there. I'd probably prefer to mini stack it. Probably leave off the big bats on here. Maybe throw in Vaughn if you want to do a four-man stack He's only 3K. Garcia is fine at 3.2K, but not a great play. Uh, it's the three lefties that I really want to play. Grandall's the only one that's priced up even remotely. But Goodwin and Sheets grayed out as great point-per-dollar plays in the spot. Um,
2: Detroit, anything here?
1: I mean, Badu, Grossman, Mazara, if you really need a cheap bat. Like, this is your. Cheap mini stack to get some Coors bats as a secondary piece. Lynn is still pretty solid overall versus lefties, but Madu, Grossman have been hitting the ball pretty solid this year, and I'm not going to argue with any outfielder at 2.2K with a soon split, even though Mazzara has not been great, but not really a full stack type of scenario. Lynn's just a solid overall pitcher that you don't really need to target against.
2: Moving on, we got Miami at Atlanta, nine total. Uh, Atlanta's uh, one of 45 favorites. We have Lopez and Smiley facing off here. Uh, we'll start with Pablo Lopez. You know, Acuna scratched on Thursday, dealing with a little bit of back tightness. Um, what's your thoughts here on Pablo Lopez?
1: I mean, if Acuna is in the lineup, very little interest in him. Like, he's fine. He's right up there with those other spend ups probably behind Scherzer, probably behind Urias, probably behind Lynn, but if Acuna is out of the lineup, it gives him a little bit of a bump. He's just a solid overall pitcher, but he's getting a big ballpark downgrade going up against Atlanta. If Acuna is out, this is an all right, not great, not terrible lineup. Um, but he also won't go that late in the day game. Pretty efficient, so he can still put up a 25-point outing. Uh, like I said, just moderate amount of interest, and it's almost all contingent on Acuna being in or out of the lineup.
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll have to kind of see what the lineup looks like for sure. But, I mean, this is a spot that he could he could have a really solid game. Wouldn't shock me. Drew Smiley on the other side. Do you think Smiley gets ownership here? 6,700 yeah. going up against the Marlins?
1: Yeah, no. There's a 4.1 implied run total against him. He's the one guy on the slate. Uh, like, if you're going point per dollar based off of run total, He's the guy that grades out the absolute best. The price tag makes things work. There's cores on the slate. There's some spend-up bats in both Houston or for Houston and Toronto. Um, So I think they definitely draws a lot of ownership. He's been a little bit hit or miss, but his last three outings, he's got 17-plus points in each of them. He's always up and down, but... This is a solid overall matchup going up against Miami. Not the greatest ballpark, but it's only going to be 78 degrees there. Um, I think that people are going to play him, and I'm kind of on board with it. Even though they're going to be platooning a lot of guys out, likely Jazz is going to be the only lefty in the lineup. And he does give up a decent amount of power to lefty, but he also strikes him out and walk at a much higher clip and walks him at a smaller clip. So I if he's not going to draw ownership, I will possibly be all in on him but I think he's going to draw some ownership. And I still think that you can eat that little bit of chalk. There are some good plays in the seven K range. So if it's very high, then I would suggest going over to brew Baker, going over to canning, going over to Erod, um, and just fading smiley. If he's going to be super chalky, because this Miami team does have some power and he struggles pretty badly with power. So it's one of these spots where it's boomer bust, but the point-per-dollar value is just fantastic on him, and you have to kind of wait and see where people are steering towards because there's a chance he may be not chalky, but there's a decent chance that he's one of the higher-owned pitchers on the slate.
2: Yeah, I mean, if he's chalky, I'm out. If he's not, I mean, I like a lot of guys in the 7K range, so I don't know if I still end up there. Um, talk to me about the Marlins-Bats.
1: If Smiley's going to be chalky, they're my favorite stack on the slate. They're getting a big ballpark upgrade going over to Atlanta. The price tags of Aguilar, Duvall, Jazz, Marte are all pretty fantastic. And like I said, Smiley's just a below average pitcher with some average strikeout stuff. Gives up a lot of power and that just grades out perfectly for Duvall, for Aguilar, for Marte. All the hammer the ball. They're all 40 attack rate versus left. Like, I really like this stack, probably regardless. But if Smiley is going to be chalky, then I'm likely going to be very, very overweight on the Miami stack.
2: Yeah, I like Marte a lot. I think he's potentially one of the best, um, point per dollar plays on the entire slate. Like Duvall a lot, like you mentioned, or uh, Jesus Aguilar. I mean, this is just a really good spot for some of these guys. And, like, even Jazz, you know, he's 3,600. It's a lefty-lefty. But if you're expecting Smiley to kind of get hit here, he's not like he's an elite pitcher against lefties. He struggles just as much against lefties. He just has a little bit higher strikeout rate. So, I mean, I like this spot for the Marlins. I think they're super in play here. Um, Atlanta, I mean, when you're, when you're targeting Lopez, it's usually, like, Left-handed guys that can get the ball up in the air, and I mean that's what Oz- Ozzy Albie's is. He's a guy that it gets the ball up in the air. Half of this dude's hits are fly balls.
1: Yeah, no, I mean Albie's grades out as a pretty decent play. The problem is his price tag of five point seven k. I'm not so expensive. I'm not dealing with that as a one off. I'd rather go with some of the Toronto guys. Some, or I go with Altuva. I'd rather go with a lot of Coors bats. So it's just not the right price tag, like him and Freeman both grayed out as all right plays, but I'm not paying almost in any situation because Pablo Lopez is pretty close to, if not an actual ace, and I'm not paying 5.7K for any hitter versus an ace, even at low ownership, unless they're playing in very solid hitting conditions, which Atlanta solid overall ballpark, but going to be under 80 degrees there and just it's not the spot to take these guys with one-offs in the stack, Pablo
2: Lopez generally doesn't get blown up. All right, moving on. We got Coors, Cardinals, and Rockies. Oviedo against Chichi Gonzalez. This game has a 12 total. It's a pick'em game. game. Um, I mean, do you have any interest in either one of these pitchers?
1: No, and I have interest in every single bat in this game. Um, neither yeah, I mean, of these pitchers.
2: No, I was going to say, don't let the seven-run game scare you off of this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, these pitchers are not good. They don't strike out guys at a high clip. Like, Oliveira is, eight, or, whatever his name, uh, is a curveball guy, so that's not going to play well in Coors. Like, this is just a solid overall spot for every single bat in the slate because the starting pitchers are not good. Chi-Chi is not a good pitcher, and he's not a high-strikeout rate guy. So over on the St. Louis side, it's very clearly Carlson is underpriced at 3.9k. Goldschmidt is drastically underpriced at 4.8k. O'Neill is the top point per dollar play on the entire slate in all likelihood. Molina solid. Edmund solid. DeJong is way underpriced. Vader, if he's in there or whoever's in there in the eight hole, very solid overall play. Like St. Louis hit every single bat. You can pay for all of them easily. It's the same thing as yesterday. I don't care that it was a seven-run game. That does not matter to me. It's going to be better weather tomorrow. It's supposed to be over 80. I know that because I'll actually go outside maybe go to this game. Who knows? Um, but St. Louis side, fantastic. Coors side, a little bit more expensive, but the main bats, Blackman, Story, McMahon, all great plays. And then Daza, Tapia, Fuentes, Roger – or not Roger, so Diaz – are all a little bit too cheap.
2: Um, I mean, yeah, all the bats in this game are just fantastic. I don't, we don't need to spend a ton of time here. These two pitchers stink. You could target both these pitchers and just hope that there's a lot of runs scored in this game. Minnesota at Kansas city 10 total in this game. Um, it's a pick'em game. Hap against singer. Do you have any interest here in Jay Hap? Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, this is a really high total for these two teams in Kansas city. And I think hap says a lot um and then the other side you got singer who i mean this guy strikes out right he's at a good clip and he strikes out lefties at a good clip but man he gets hit hard by left-handed bats and they're gonna throw in probably five or six lefties at him here singer at 6500 does he pique your interest at all
1: No, i mean again the low 7k range is pretty solid on a different slate i'd have some interest in him but Saving the five to eight hundred dollars, five to nine hundred dollars is not worth it to get down to Singer. There's a solid overall lineup and twins. Like, like you said, they're going to throw out five to six lefties. And even though righties in the lineup, like the two main righties, Donaldson and Cruz, are fantastic hitters. So it's a bunch of lefties and then they're all pretty solid. And then some very good writings so no no interest in singer at all
2: um yeah i'm with you i actually kind of like the bats in this game let's talk about minnesota what are your thoughts on them
1: i mean i really like them um you know they're probably a top five stack on the slate for me um maybe top six uh but kepler is a fantastic play at 3.9k like Like you said, Singer really struggles versus lefties, giving up a lot of fly balls, giving up a lot of hard contact. Donaldson, Cruz, both pretty big fly ball hitters, so they grid out well. But outside of that, you're just throwing in these cheaper lefties that are likely to be in in the lineup. Kirloff is probably going to be in there. Arias, Larnak, all pretty solid point-per-dollar plays with the platoon split.
2: Yeah, I mean... uh any of these lefties really singer gets hit so hard by lefties. And then I really like the Royals. I yeah. really like, I hate paying up at catcher, but Salvador Perez might be like one of the top hitters on the entire slate in this matchup.
1: Yeah. This is my favorite stack on the slate by a wide margin. I mean, the price tags outside of wit and Perez, everyone's cheap. Like Oh, even going in a lefty lefty matchup. I don't think Hap's gonna make it too late in the game, so I don't mind throwing him into a stack. But if you don't want to play him, Santana is an actual good play with pretty solid numbers versus lefties. Hap's giving up, I still think, like top five barrels per plate appearance in the league. Solaire hits it very hard, 3.4K. Dozier hits it very hard, and he's 3K. Even these guys at the bottom are so cheap. I will not play Nicky Lopez or Hanser Alberto. Whoever is batting knife, I've just done with them. They're dead to me in terms of DFS. But Taylor, Olivier, both good enough hitters that are 2.3 and 2.3K. Like, this is a cheap stack. This is my favorite stack on the slate. I like them more than the Coors bats because you consider price and ownership is going to be drastically lower because – If people are going to go for some cheaper bats in a stack, they're probably going more towards the Cardinals or towards the Rockies. And I just prefer like Dozier and Solaire at lower ownership with more pop and more of a chance at a home run than guys like Fuentes, Daza, DeJong, Bader. Like it's just a solid overall spot versus Hap. Twins bullpen's not great. This is just a perfect spot and it's going to be 83 degrees. Like, We've been so used to these last few days it being hot around the nation. Yesterday, it was just raining everywhere, and now it's cooled off. Like this is a super, this is super solid hitting weather over in Casey, and it's some of the best hitting weather on the entire slate.
2: Let's hope it um, pays off. I- I'm with you. I like Kansas City a lot here. and Like the prices on some of these guys again. Like I hate paying up for catcher, but I think Salvador Perez. If there was ever a day to pay up for catcher. Uh, Baltimore at LA, checking on the Angels nine and a half total. Angels are one seventy favorite. Keegan Aiken, Griffin Canning. Um, any interest here in Keegan Aiken?
1: Not really. Like guy above a five x fit, mediocre strikeout pitcher. Like this lineup, decent at the top, gets a little worse at the bottom. But a below average strikeout rate team. Five implied total against him. Yeah, he's cheap at five k, but not really getting a huge amount of upside unless they roll out a lot of lefties, which is just based on their depth chart, almost certain not to happen. It's pretty much going to be Walsh and Otani, and those two guys are very good lefties, if you're unaware.
2: They are? Are you sure?
1: I've heard heard (laughs) Otani is pretty decent at a few things in baseball.
2: That's true. (laughs) He's very good. Um, Yeah, I mean... The price tag's appealing, but, I mean, there's just so many mid-range guys that I, I just don't I don't see you doing it here. Um, Canning on the other side, decent strikeout stuff. There are plenty of strikeouts in this Baltimore lineup. Um, very good striking out righties, very mediocre against lefties. Is there too many lefties to like Canning here, or do we think that he can kind of neutralize some of these lefties and really dominate the righties?
1: I mean, I kind of want to see what the lineup they roll out. I mean, they could obviously throw Stewart in there or they could end up throwing Hayes in. There probably, there'll be two to three lefties in there. I'm, I'm fine with Canning. I think I have more interest in the Baltimore side of things. It's kind of going to see where ownership's at. Like, if Canning's going to be under own, I think he's a decent throw-in in tournaments because he does have the strikeout upside if they bring out a ready-dominant lineup. Um, but, like, it's it's one of those weird spots where – Canning's cheap and the Baltimore Bats are cheap. Like, I don't have any problem with Canning, but these Baltimore Bats, I really like on this slate. I mean, we got Mullins, as one of the top plays on the slate at 4.3K. Like, this guy's just been mashing all season. Gets the platoon split, going up against a lower strikeout rate guy. He's giving up a lot more home runs, a lot more ISO to righties than he is to lefties, but he's still like giving up 36% hard contact to lefties and the same amount of fly balls and you strike him out at a much lower clip. So Mullins at 4.3 K, absolutely fantastic play Santander at 3.1 K pretty solid overall play. Um, Montcastle solid play at 4k kind of the worst one, either DJ Stewart or Hayes. Both of them are very cheap. Both of them have some pop Mancini's is 4.1 K like the top five batters in this lineup likely are going to be some of the better plays and, Severino's in the lineup. Not a bad catcher. 2.8K. Like, this is a cheap stack with some monster upside. And if you don't want to stack it up, then Boland's and Mancini are just straight-up great plays going up against a guy that gives up a lot of bombs.
2: Yeah, I mean, Canning's a guy that strikes out righties more, but he also gives up way more power to righties, too. So, the Baltimore stack is very much in play here. Um, Angels bats going up against Aiken. I mean... Stassi, you know we keep talking about catchers, but Stassi's forty three hundred. He's at you know top of my list. What are your thoughts here when it comes to the Angels bats?
1: Stassi, Randone, both solid plays. I don't think I'm paying five k for Walsh, but I will literally always pay for Otani. Five point nine k, even a lefty lefty matchup where Aiken's a whole lot better versus lefty doesn't matter. It's Otani. Don't mind the four man stack because they can get to this Baltimore bullpen that's just trash. Like Aiken probably won't make it more than four innings. So stacking these guys up, but the two guys that really stand out as good plays are Rendo and Stassi, both under 5K, both got some pop, both with a platoon split going up against guy that struggles versus righties. But overall, like, I don't mind the stack here, even though I don't really want to play maybe – like you can always throw in Ringifo or Ward just as cheap bats. Don't play Fletcher. He has no upside. But yeah, the stack is not bad. But the two bats that really stand out are Rendon and Stassi.
2: Up next, we got San Francisco at Arizona, eight and a half total. Uh, San Francisco 160 favorite. Alex Wood, Zach Gullen, Um, Any interest here in Alex Wood? I want to.
1: Like, He's just not really been great over the last month. He started off the season so well, had a whole, like had fantastic control. And then over the last month, he's kind of lost his strikeout stuff. He's lost his walk, he's lost his control. He's going up against a team that isn't really a great strikeout team. teams. Uh, the roof should be closed, which is definitely an uptick for him, but i I just don't think I want to pay eight point five k for him on this slate. It just doesn't seem worth it to me, so not seeing a ton of upside, he could get his stuff back from earlier on the season, but outside of that one star versus Oakland, he's been pretty bad since the beginning of June.
2: I mean, yeah, I worry about the overall upside because Arizona strikes out a lot less against left-handed pitching. I mean, Alex Wood's a really solid real-life pitcher, too. Um, his strikeout rate is a little bit higher against righties. I, I think it's really going to come down to ownership. If nobody's going to play him here, I have a little interest. Zach Gallen on the other side, this guy has a really big strikeout rate against righties. He's, he continues to struggle with lefties. Uh, what's your thoughts here on Zach Gallen?
1: I mean, 8.8K just seems like a little bit, too much for me i really like the san francisco lineup They get a little bit of a ballpark upgrade. Even with the dome closed he struggles versus lefties and they're probably going to have multiple guys platooned out and then multiple of their best bats are already lefties i mean yaz and dickerson and crawford all very solid bats so not really any interest in him at this price tag it just doesn't seem worth it i have more interest on the san francisco side of things
2: Uh, Let's talk bats. You said you have more interest in the San Francisco side. I am banned from talking about San Francisco because I like them every day. Uh, But, man, I like the prices on San Francisco again today.
1: Yeah. I mean, the lefties in this lineup, like Crawford's 4.4. Dickerson is fantastic at at 3.6. Wade has a lot going up against a guy that struggles versus lefties. I mean – Gallon, he's way better of a strikeout pitcher versus righties, way worse of a strikeout pitcher, but gets a decent amount more ground balls versus lefties. The problem is the lefties in this lineup, yes, 52% fly ball rate. Wade, 40% fly ball rate. Dickerson, 40% fly ball rate. Crawford, 40% fly ball rate. Like these are fly ball hitters for the lefties. So they just grade out super well because he's not going to strike them out much and they can put the ball in the air pretty darn well and he gives up a lot of hard contact to lefties 51 percent on the season like this is just a great overall spot for all these hitters with some pop which are mostly the lefties i mean i don't mind throwing posey in there 4.6k into a stack overall he doesn't grade out as the greatest play even though he doesn't strike out a huge clip Gallon's still pretty decent pitcher versus righties but the lefties are just fantastic plays here
2: Yeah, I mean, again, I I like the Giants. I like the Giants every single day, it seems like. But I really like this spot. Zach Allen has a 51% hard hit rate against lefties this season. Wade, Yaz, Dickerson, Crawford. If you're playing those guys, you're throwing in Posey. Um, I like the Giants a lot here. As far as the Arizona bats go, I mean, Alex was a good real-life pitcher generates ground balls doesn't get typically get blown up he does give up a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate is there anybody standing out to you here for Arizona I mean I don't have a
1: problem with a lot of lefties Wood this season has been pretty reverse splits um, doesn't strike out any lefties doesn't give up a ton of fly balls but yeah it gives up a decent amount of hard contact he's been much better versus righties and like Evan Smith's 2.7K. Rojas is 3.2K. Like both vote if he's in, which decent chance he's not. He's 3K. Like those are the guys that if you're looking for a little bit of cheaper guys and there's a chance that might be a decent wraparound stack, um, it's, it's a decent way to save money just because Wood has been so bad versus lefties, but doesn't really stand out as a great blade. Just they're a little bit underpriced. And even Walker, if you want to throw in there. I know he hasn't been hitting great, but still not the worst bat in the world.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't love Arizona. It's a 14-game slate. I mean, Alex Wood's really good, and I just don't know if a stack – I think if you're playing anybody, like you said, Walker, you know, but he's he's actually not been hitting lefties with really any power, and he's been hitting a ton on the ground – I think Escobar, like he's the fly ball guy, Nick Ahmed. I, I hate where Nick Ahmed hits, but like Nick Ahmed's always like that cheap shortstop against lefties that like hits those home runs. And you're like, huh. Eh, I talked about the guy on the podcast. Wish I would have played him.
1: Yeah. I'm well, in mean, problem with Escobar is he's 4.9 K. Like I'd rather go other places.
2: All right. Boston at Oakland, the Red Sox facing the athletics. We got an eight and a half total here. It's pick'em game. Eduardo Rodriguez, Frankie Montas, um, any interest here in Eduardo Rodriguez?
1: Yeah. I really hope he's not chalky. Um, I, it's just like his underlying numbers are pretty solid this season. He gets a good ballpark in Oakland where like the biggest thing is his left on base percentage and his BABIP have just crushed him. But like, XFIP compared to a 5.84 ERA. Like, even in a matchup versus Oakland, considering the ballpark, like, this is a perfect spot for him. He might not go that late into the game. He's always a guy that can generally have a little bit of trouble, work the count with guys. But this is not a bad overall strikeout matchup. It's pretty close to neutral. And he's sitting at 26.6% K rate on the season. And he's 7.4K. Like, this is a good spot, good weather, good ballpark. I really like Erod. He's probably my favorite pitcher on the slate.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we have a lot of good pitchers on the slate. We really do. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez has a lot of upside in this matchup. Uh, like you said, ballpark upgrade. And I love the price. This like There's so many 7K pitchers you could play on this slate and just stack bats. Um, it makes it such a fun slate. I like Eduardo Rodriguez a lot. You don't even need him to go out and put up like 30. Like that's the, the genius of the price. Um, Frankie Montas on the other side, Red Sox are rolling a little bit right now. Frankie Montas hasn't been pitching great. Um, what's your thoughts here on Frankie Montas?
1: I'll have to wait and see the lineup. If it's, if they're going to have some lefties in there, I definitely like it more from as Verdugo, Devers to the lefties. They're likely in there that are better real life hitters. Um, but I, I really don't have a problem with him. I mean, he's a guy that is just a solid overall pitcher with a fantastic splitter, throws some heat. I like him at 8.1K. I kind of want to wait and see the lineup. Hopefully there's some more lefties in there, but 8.1K for a guy with a 30% K rate versus lefties, 18% K rate versus righties, playing in a very good pitcher's ballpark. He's one of the one of the main guys I was talking about when I said the 78k range, he's he's up there, he's not as good as erod, but he's a solid overall play on the
2: slate. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to like have a little interest. I, I am a little concerned, like I said, the Red Sox have been hitting the ball really well here recently. Montas does give up a lot of hard contact and he has been struggling. Um, I I don't I don't know. I don't he has gotten know. over
1: 20 points in four straight home starts.
2: Boom. Like, Waited for the, the stats. Me, Grant.
1: Yeah, the home road splits are pretty drastic considering he gives up a lot of hard contact and a decent amount of fly balls. I mean, Oakland a lot of times plans out these guys. Like there's a reason why Fires did decent over in Oakland. It's because he grades out as a guy that pitches very well in that ballpark. That's a very good pitcher's ballpark. Like, that that's the main thing. I tend to play Montas a whole lot more at home than I do away. And I like to target him versus lefty-dominant teams. But even up against righties, he can go 100 pitches if he's pitching well. And, yes, this is a pretty solid overall lineup, but they've largely been rolling lately because they've been in Fenway and they've been in great hitting weather. Just absolutely fantastic. So, I think moving over to Oakland, Montas – being a better or more fitting pitcher for the call scene. I I, I like him as a play.
2: Stock Boston bats. Um, anything standing out to you for Boston?
1: And if you're going to go with anyone, you probably go with the righties and JD and Bogarts. Like Kike's 3.8K. froze 3.5K. Vasquez is 3.5K. All of them are fine. Like they're cheaper price. So if you want to, but I, I generally don't stack a ton in Oakland. So it would be strictly... Probably one-offs with J.D., Bogarts, and maybe Renfro.
2: Yeah, I mean, I love J.D. in this spot. Devers, um, Verdugo. I mean, I could definitely see myself three or four men stacking this spot. Um, And on the Oakland side, I I mean, Olsen in the lefty-lefty is really, really interesting for tournaments. I don't think anybody's going to play him at 5,500. So he has a 316 ISO with a 50% fly ball rate against lefties. Eduardo Rodriguez allows 40% hard contact on 45% fly balls against lefties. I mean, Olsen as a one-off, he's just going to be like 2% owned here.
1: Yeah, no, I don't mind that at all. The guy is just crazy strong, and he does give up a lot of fly balls and hard contact to lefties. It's really more of a splits neutral pitcher, um, but he gives up a lot of, a lot of bombs to lefties, or at least his underlying numbers should. his. His actual numbers are just super weird this season, and I fully don't understand it. Um, but yeah, Olsen is one off; would probably be the only guy I'd go with. I really like that call by you, um, but everyone else is kind of nah.
2: We finish it out with Texas at Seattle, eight total in this game. Pick'em game: Kyle Gibson, Logan Gilbert. Any interest here in Kyle Gibson? Yeah, he's not a bad
1: play. I mean, he's going up against a high strikeout team in the. Mariners he's a guy that strikes out righties more than lefties and he's going to face a few lefties so I don't think he's on the same same page as like Brubaker as Montas as a lot of these guys because he's just not going to have a ton of upside considering he's going to be facing six seven lefties but his overall numbers versus them uh pretty decent ground ball guy doesn't give up a ton of fly balls doesn't give up too much hard contact it's a solid overall pitcher's ballpark it's a good thing he wasn't playing there. I kept waiting for Seattle to have hot weather and then being at home. And then their one streak of like four days where it was over a hundred or over 95 in Seattle. They happen to be playing on the road. I'm still angry about that. But in any case, Gibson, he's a fine player. He's right along with a lot of those other guys in the seven, eight K range. And he's probably on the lower end past Montas, Brubaker, Rodriguez. Canning and maybe one other guy.
2: Um. Yeah. I like again. Like it's another seven K pitcher that I really like. I I could see Kyle Gibson having a really strong game here, coming off of his best game of the season. Um. I think that's a great spot for him. Logan Gilbert. I mean, I say this about this guy every time. Is he ready? I don't think so. Does he have upside? Yes. (laughs) It's like. Um. I mean, last start it was just he got a rain-shorted outing. Um. You know, he was pitching really well against the White Sox in that game. I think he has a ton of upside in the spot. He faces a Texas team that strikes out a ton. Like, he's 6,600. He's one of the cheaper pitchers that I think you can play on the slate.
1: Yeah, if I'm paying down a little bit more past Erod or if I just need a lot of – or if I want to get a lot of bats, Gilbert's the way to go. Like, this guy has not a huge sample size, but so far 25% K rate on the season. Um, strikes out both sides of the play decently. They'll let him go up over 100 pitches solid overall prospect going up against a high strikeout team. Like Gilbert could end up being one of my higher on pitchers. I just don't know where my lineup builds are going to be because I like a lot of cheaper stacks. But if we're just talking point per dollar, he's one of the best plays on the entire slate, probably behind Erod, And that might be it. Like if you're thinking about playing Smiley, Gilbert's the obvious pivot over. Um, both of them have similar K rates. Gilbert's slightly higher. Both of them have similar implied team totals against them. But he's just a guy that is a solid overall pitcher that they'll let pitch a hundred pitches
2: and he's in a good matchup. Uh bats in this game. Anything standing out to you here on the Texas side? I mean Gallo, Gallo's thirty, nine hundred. The guy's been yeah. crushing the ball here recently. I think like, he has home runs and I think five or six straight games.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Gilbert gives up a ton of fly balls, a ton of hard contact to lefties. Really hasn't given up too many bombs to him, but like the weather is decent over in Seattle. So it's going to grade out as a slightly above neutral ballpark um, when you incorporate the weather. And Gallo is just cheap. And him and Lau is 4K. Like I said, I really like Gilbert, but this is a decent spot to go home run hunting on cheaper guys that have a lot of pop, even Garcia. I mean, Gilbert gives up 50% fly balls and 40% hard contact to righties too. Like if I'm going anywhere, it's probably Lau, Garcia, Gallo, and then I don't know if Dahl's in the lineup. He's 2K. You can do a whole lot worse for 2K. k well, I really, really like Gilbert. The home run is definitely a possibility and the, the bullpen behind him is not great.
2: Um, yeah, I love this price for Joey Gallo. I like it a lot. Um, the Seattle side, I mean, Kyle Seager, another like cheaper bat. That's a good hitter under 4k. I could see myself just kind of landing in this range on a lineup and just being like, all right, I could definitely play Kyle Seager at this price.
1: Yeah. Seager is the one really good play. If you want it, like, this is the definition of a vomit sack. Maybe under, um, like France is 3.3 K Bowers is 2.4. Shedlong is 3.6. Torrens is 3.2. Moore is 3.7. Like, this is a super cheap lineup. But Seager is just an absolutely fantastic play. Gibson, Gibson striking out lefties at a lot lower clip. Still gets a decent amount of uh, ground balls. Doesn't give up a ton of fly balls. But Seager is a 52% fly ball rate guy on the season. He get, has a ton of barrels. He's just gotten unlucky or been in bad ballparks a lot of the time. Like, this is just a bad overall price tag for him. So... Seeger, guy that very much stands out. Everyone else is just cheap, and like, and you can throw Hanegar in there. Gibson has been better versus righties and versus lefties, but still giving up a lot of hard contact to righties. So Seeger is the one good play. Everyone else is just cheap. They're super cheap, and some of these guys have power.
2: All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here for the weekend under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Some days we have – really tough time finding answers to this question not today yeah i'm just gonna go erod i like it i'm gonna go jt brubaker i like it over 8k to score under 15 who's your bus today nice yeah i mean it's just priced more than anything else i'm gonna go lance mccullers
1: Ooh. oh i mean it's either gonna be under 15 or over 25
2: he's gonna score 16.5 um over 4k to hit a home run not in cores who do you got today I'm going Cedric Mullins. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go JD Martinez. He's just he's crushing the baseball right now, and this guy is such a streaky hitter. I'm going to go JD under four K to get two hits. Who do you got? Alex Dickerson. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go Joey Gallo, and both of them are going to be home runs. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got today? I'm going Baltimore. Going a little off the board. All right. I like it off the board. Um, solid. Ah, uh, man, I don't want to say Houston. I, I do think Houston gets there without Same a problem. Here. I'm gonna go Kansas City.
1: Oh gosh, I like that.
2: Yeah, figured you would. Uh, yeah. Any bets standing out to you here, night before? Um, let's see. Trying to look. You got anything? I mean, the only thing that really stands out to me. Is I, I think, and you have to place this tonight before the lineups come out. Um, but this Miami Atlanta line, like Miami, you can get at plus 140. Uh, so I think, I think the game's kind of a coin flip game, and you're getting really big value on Miami at plus 140. Um, I think Lopez is better than Smiley, and if Acuna is out of the lineup, it's it's a I don't know, it's, it's a pretty pretty big blow to that lineup so i'm gonna say miami plus 140 Uh, i'll go with
1: pittsburgh plus 116
2: yeah i mean that i like that too that game is like a pick'em game you could even like i don't know maybe like parlay that with the under in that game too uh because you even said the weather is like really cold like yeah it's
1: 60 degrees and they have i think is it eight or eight? it's an eight and play or eight over under, which isn't bad? Like, it opened at
2: eight and a half. I was looking at eight and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, 67 degrees, great pitchers, ballpark. Both these pitchers are pretty decent. Milwaukee has a great bullpen behind Hauser. Hauser's not a great fantasy pitcher, but gets a lot of ground balls. So not great lineups, decent pitching. Like, yeah, this is a solid spot for the under.
2: Uh Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here?
1: Nope, I need I need to go to bed. I'm exhausted.
2: All right, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Um, that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. We'll be back on Monday talking some more baseball. Last week before the All Star break. Good luck. We'll see you guys then. Take it.